Good afternoon. Okay, uh, my job is easy. I hope you've been enjoying this service so far. I see those who are outside as well. God bless you. Pastor Sam just said, um, if you're not a church this afternoon, then what are you? Farming. And so the main job I've got here this afternoon is to come meet you, to meet people. I've got a few minutes to just say one or two things quickly. First, I'm thinking relationship. Because that's what makes a famine. The ability for people to connect with each other, not just for the purpose of connecting. You know, when we're actually born, we're, we, we had friends we did not plan for. I think most of your secondary school friends and stuff, you didn't plan for them. People outgrow relationships. As in, imagine my first question thinking about relationship this afternoon will be things like, do you actually think people can outgrow a marriage? You've got to answer me though. No, that's like murmuring. So it's like, don't let us answer this one. As in, do you think people can outgrow a marriage? So I'm just gonna call someone who says yes and say why? If you say yes, raise your hand, please. I need a microphone. No hand. What's up, guys? <laughs> Karin, you're going to help me with that. You're the best. Can you please get Karin a microphone, please? Guys, thank you. She's right there. Thank you. Tell me. Hello. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. I think someone can outgrow a marriage. Why? Why? Yeah. Well, um, I think people get to know themselves more, and when they begin to um, develop as an individual, sometimes they can find that they outgrow the people around them because the words that they're hearing is constantly making them grow as an individual. So you may have met someone at a certain age or a certain time in your life where maybe you weren't hearing a certain level of word that was developing you as a person. However, you've come into somewhere like the nation and you're hearing a word that is making you grow every day. Don't let's blame the nation for people. <laughs> I'm saying people break their marriages every day, you know. So don't let us blame the nation. There are people watching on TV, you know. But please go on, Karin. I'm and you're liking. hearing a word that's making you grow every day and inspiring you to become a better individual. If you're with somebody that maybe isn't growing as quickly or isn't hearing the same level of word, you may find that at a certain point you've completely become a whole new person than you were when you first met the person. Thank you, Karin Kobe Jackson. That was good. I, I just think that either a word is developing you or not, some relationships just don't have the capacity to get you where you need to go. So some of us had certain church relationships at the beginning of our lives, like I was born into church, 
But that relationship cannot take me anywhere. Especially if I've got vision like I've got. And if you've got vision like you've got, your idea of God, your idea of life, your idea of family. Um, two people cannot work together if they don't agree. And so it's impossible for certain relationships to get you where you need to go. And if you have to stop a relationship in order to start another one, I think that's where the real battles are. Because of how our mind function. It's painful because you're used to what you're used to. We were used to church the way we were used to church, and that's all we knew. In order to break free from the result of that, we've got to, and to enter into the new or next level, got to create new relationships. So, yes, I do agree that it's possible for people to outgrow marriage if they outgrow friendship. If people can outgrow friendship, they can outgrow marriage. It doesn't matter. So, the core of the matter is two people agree to do to be together at the beginning at a time when they are less experienced so if they are going to see through they must be evolving together and so what has happened with your own generation and maybe mine is we were all part of movements that were not um, evolving so a generation is growing and we're not evolving and this typically leads to mental health problems because a person is talked in the past trying to push into the future and they're unable to because their, their association is talked in the past. You can't just see things differently. And so you're constantly trying to communicate with this person in order to see things differently but it's impossible because they can't see it. And if you understand emotion, emotion is when things are not working the way of someone, they start crying or they say, you're the bad one, right? So the mind has to be free enough to form real and true relationship. So my submission on relationship is relationship must be one, done when you are matured. Two, must be done when you understand vision. You understand your own self, where you need to go. Because our relationship with God, or however you want, to, you want to look at God, our relationship with Him is still based on our vision, meaning what you ask for. Well, what is your ask from, in court, God? Because I'm coming to the family. Your ask is based on your relationship understanding. You see, we were somewhere yesterday. It's a church setting. It's a typical church. And one of the testimonies was this lady said that she actually came to church to pray for her not to use glasses anymore. And I'm sitting in front saying, hello, excuse me. Um, and she got healed. In court, of what? Of short-sightedness. The same thing I've got. Like, I was sitting in front row. God just went to, like, 10th row. I don't get it. Um, she got ill because 
Our concern is that she can't, the, the, what she's studying in school right now demands her to read a lot. And she needs, she doesn't want to use glasses. But the problem with short-sightedness is, this is how we're decoding this testimony, it's just that you can't see far. In reading, anyone ever read here before? Any book here, please? Anyone's got a book or a phone, please, guys? A book, a paper, a phone? A paper, please. You've got paper there. I just want to demonstrate reading, how people read these days, yeah? Okay. This is how you read. So you don't need long sight or whatever you want to call it. So I don't just get this testimony. So she said, now I can see far now. I'm like, just wear glasses. Like there are better things to do with God. Better things to do with life. I said that to say that the demand you put on a relationship is based on your maturity of understanding why that relationship is there. So for those of us who are from Africa or third world, um, imagine Africa could have gone to China or other countries to do deals like partners and make money. Guess what we do? We beg. A typical Africa begs. You have the raw ones who are the giveaway. Anyone knows giveaway? You're not talking to me, guys. That's raw. Then you have the ones who are tricky. They go through different avenues. Then you have the church beggars. You know church beggars. Church beggars is, I'm going to do a miracle now. After that, you're going to give God money. Or there is also the church beggars, the ones who do miracle on, as in, this one is not after the miracle, give me money, it's ahead. So this guy does not do credit. It's just like, you're going to, I'm going to give you money. This is their God, this African God. I'm going to give you money, but you give me money so I can give you back money. <laughs> Imagine a person went to church to sow seed in order to make money. I'm like, why don't you just keep the money? It's a perception, it's a relationship. It's how you see things. So the demand you place on a person, the demand you place on something is based on your relationship and that's based on if you're able to see them clearly. So marriages will fail because there is expectation that the person certainly cannot meet. Why then do we have this family? Pastor Sam has introduced to you different family edits and stuff like that. The issue is, if you try to get perfection from them, you will be disappointed. If you try to get perfection from the fact that they call someone family head or this is an industry head, if you're looking for how perfect they are, you'll be disappointed. But if you're trying to get from them partnership, something that helps you get to your next level if you're trying to get out to become a leader if you're trying to get out to be challenged to push yourself beyond your normal scope you will get that but if we're gonna sit down and say to ourselves i expect 
because it's this and that. It should know this. It should be able to do this perfectly. There should be no issues about him or her. Then we will be disappointed. Because that's not what they are. Family is not perfection. As a matter of fact, family is messy. Family is messy. Family's got issues. And all of you, your different families, you know the issues there. Someone is already saying, yeah, you're right, my daughter. And another one is saying, yeah, my brother is a stubborn goat and I hate that guy. You know, you know what families are. But you see, what makes this family special, the nation family clan, what makes us special is the fact that we understand that imperfection, but also we've built ourselves over the years. To push limits. That's why you're here. To do things differently. That's why you're here. So the reason why we have the 12 families or every formation that we have in this house, the reason is to inspire ourselves, not to tell who is most perfect. So if you have um, magazines or newspaper right against us, and I'm going to take questions from you. I believe there are papers around right now. Um, are they around already? You can write your questions. I'm going to take about 10 questions you can send to me. And I'll read it out here now and I'm going to answer it. And people write and speak against what China tell them. Guys, we never said we were perfect. We just said we're different. And our difference creates outstanding success that's what we are and so if you don't know this before to be really part of the family you need to look for one person today whoever invited you um, you need to ask them what family do you think I should join I think they will suggest their family but then just tell them give me like the 12 let me go home and think about it but if you are looking for perfection, wrong place. But if you're looking for success, if you're looking for a people with plan, right place. If you're looking for people with strategy, tested, 18 years, it works. If you're looking for that strategy, people to think together, people to work together with, to raise a community, right place. Perfection, no. Um, why did we leave the conventional church way? It's perfection until it is no longer perfection. It looks so good. Then you realize if it is so good, why is it not that impactful? Then once you move closer, you realize it is messy. Family is messy. That's what I'm going to say about relationship. It is growth that brings relationships into our life so if you're here today someone actually trusted you and thinks that you should have relationships so i'm actually here to just meet you this afternoon of course i then said i'm gonna talk about money look scripture the history book tells us that money answers all things as in those words who grew up in deprived communities or environment or, or street from East London to South London, those of us who have seen people suffer, those of us who have seen people died, 
praying to God, asking God for healing, and they still died, those of us who have seen that will actually love solution. And if there's ever going to be solution, money is involved in researches for solution, people's mind. That's why we have families here. These families were set up to be able to set solutions for human sufferings. And it is not an overnight job. It is stage by stage, step by step. People whose mind is focused towards just solution. We're not trying to get 100,000 people into a hall and make them pray to God to come and solve what humans can solve. We're trying to get a set of people who understand life, who can fight through the battles of life and prefer solution to human suffering. That's our goal. That's our call as a family. And so if this is going to happen, money is involved because money answers every single thing. Imagine before I came to service, I was watching something online, yes? So the, this preacher has just finished preaching and what they do in their own church, which is just one of like 10 billion churches in Nigeria, one off. Uh, what they do is after preaching, they're going to look for one charity work to do. And so this woman's got uh, some spinal problems, some big problem like that, which makes her, a lot happens to her, pain and many things that I won't mention. And they're trying to raise X amount for her. You see, as they were trying to raise this amount, which is which just going to be about 2,000 pounds, and she can't do the surgery because of 2,000 pounds, forget that you can't hit or you want to pay house rent. Pain is different. You understand pain? Anyone ever had pain before? Not emotional pain, guys, like the real pain, the one that is actually in your body. Pain. And as he was trying to raise this, you can see comments. People said, some people said, why don't you just pray for her in the name of blah, blah, blah and get her healed? I don't get it. Why don't you just pray? But you see, we could say, we're just going to give you the 1,000 or so to go to the hospital and do your surgery. Simple. It's just a 1,000. It doesn't, it does not, oh, so are you going to help me with my house rent? To hell with your house rent. Just joking. It's called pain. And again, we were somewhere yesterday. And I want these guys to prove to me that their God really heals. So I'm sitting there trying to look at these testimonies. These things are not, they are not sensible. You can't go to a conference to get short-sightedness healed. If you don't want to wear glasses, there are other kind of um, contacts, contact lenses that they use. You, it, it, as in the God that you all talk about, this great, that's all it comes to the world to do. Glasses. Then another one said, I'm, not yesterday, someday like that. Another one said, I'm healed, I can walk from my wheelchair. I said, obey the doctors. Were you lame? No. So what happened to you? 
There's weakness in the leg due to some condition. Okay, so you've been healed now. Said, yes. How do we know? Because you walked, but were you walking before? I can walk, but I can't walk without some pain. How do we know there's no pain now? He said, where's the wheelchair? But the wheelchair belongs to the venue. You know the wheelchairs the venue give to... This is what God does. And you want us to stake our life on that God? You don't know the end of that is going to be disaster. An unfulfilled life. A life of regret. Looking back and saying, what have I believed all my life? What is this? So what do we believe here? We believe in family. Community. Coming together to build. Again, if you remove the word perfection, then you will have results. That's what we're here to build. So, what we want to see next is a night with Pastor Sam, a night with Pastor Nikki, a night with Pastor um, Dr. Emma, a night with Park, a night with Enrique, because we're breaking into industries, meaningful things. You see, I grew up in church and I look at most of the things that we were taught and we did. They are meaningless. We don't want to live a meaningless life. So every new style that we adopt, every new thing that we do, we're just saying, I don't want a meaningless life because this conference is actually meaningless. Like you look at it and say, so what, what next? I don't understand. What happens from here? Oh, there was another powerful testimony. Again, not yesterday. This was like a year ago that I went to this place. This woman, after the pastor prayed, started to receive a lot of favor. Chief of which is government grant. Like, you know what they give to like single parents? Every week? Grant. Or is it grant? Some, the, the payment, weekly payment, the 50 pounds. This is what the Holy Spirit did. We cannot take our life to such God. He's weak. He's a beggar. But we can't keep complaining, friends. We have to mobilize. We have to organize. We have to share the same vision. That's why we are big on family settings. We cannot, anything that is booming in Africa now, remember this. The world has moved past it like 100 years ago. We catch up 100 years after. And so to have a progressive generation, and I know I'm talking about money, if you can mobilize community, if you can get three, four right heart that are not in a hurry, that are not in competition against one another, that complement each other, you will make money. If you have right people, it does not matter how long it takes, you will make money. And so, in 18 years of pastoring, I look at why people in church, you know, if you go to Christian church, they pay tight, they pay all these things, and they say to themselves, if you pay tight, you will not be poor. But you know the opposite is the case. You, those of you who are older, you know at least 25 people will pay tight and they are very poor 25 times over. You know that. So don't let's be deceiving ourselves. Let's walk by the logic that is visible to us. What, what is the guarantee 
for prosperity, community. A community that is built on intention. A community that is built on forgiveness. A community that is built on love. People that are highly motivated and mobilized. And someone says, do I need a family for that? Yes, you do. Because what happens with, with, with human nature is one day you're tired. But if you have targets, you have a family, you have people that are not just your biological family. They steer you up because you share the same vision. When you want to live an undisciplined life, they remind you of that vision. So the vision becomes the God of our lives. So what we're making in quote God is vision. Your vision is what wakes you up in the morning. Your vision is what gets you to sleep when you sleep. Your vision is why you do what you do. Your vision is what you pray to. Your vision is what you put demand on. Your vision is what allows certain friends into your life and certain friends. I don't want to be like everybody. I don't want to be like every church. So even when people want to pray for us, we're thinking you don't even know us to pray for us. Because your prayer is just your wish for me. You've got to know me first. That's what family allows us to do. So people say, what is the first rule of money making? I think if you can make people, you can make money. Relationship has to be intentional. Relationship has to be the first investment. Unfortunately for us Africans, you know, Africans can never build like five weeks relationship with you without asking for something. They actually think that what you give them will make them. They cannot do it, as in it, it bites them. Some, I've seen Africans, Nigerians to be specific, say, you know, sir, I'm not like other Nigerians who just come and ask. You know, I'm talking about other people. I'm not like people who just, I'm not like Nigerians. Then 10 minutes after, I say, can I please have? I'm thinking, you just said you're not them. It's in our nature to be beggars most times. It's in our nature to be subservient. So what is the work of this house? Why do we have this mission? Why do we form like we form? It is in order for us to build a new generation of people with a different mindset, family mindset, dignity and honor mindset. And that's what you've been invited to be part of. So before you go today, uh, and I've spoken about God there, the concept of God African God is just totally wrong. If you don't believe me, think truly, deeply about your experience with him and see if you will not have faith crisis. Think about it. If you will not doubt many things, you ask yourself, why did this not happen? Why did that not happen? But you see, in Africa, if you've got the papers, you can start passing it to me. I got no signal. Okay, you can start passing them to me. I'm just going to read these que the questions out and answer it. I think I want to stop speaking there because I actually just came to connect with you, to see you, to meet you, to talk. Um, we're, gonna, we're preparing for TLM. And so what you will constantly hear from the families is mobilization. It just means get more people. Let's build a better community. And that's not just black or white. That's building better businesses together together. 
building wealth together because if we build wealth if we want to spread the Christian message it will be easier it's just it's just common sense there is no ghost that is coming to spread any message for you. It's not going to happen. We waited. I was born in church. We waited and waited and waited and waited for the pure ghost to come and do this thing and nothing happened until we began to understand community building helps us reduce crime in the community and then increase wealth, increase wealth first, reduce crime and people will be attracted to you. That's the beauty of family. On that note, after this, there's a drinks reception just by my left and my right. By my left. I'm going to meet with you. We can take pictures. We can talk. But at this point, I would like to read the questions and just answer it. You can ask anything because that's what I came here to do. Thank you. Thank you. And I see all the family aids. Have I... Um, Bad manners, I should have welcomed all those who are watching online, all the families um, watching from Cameroon to Ghana to all the nations. I welcome you guys. I hope you've been blessed so far. Um, afternoon with PT, this is the first um, edition. It gets better. Uh, we're going to have one in another two months. And I hope those of you who couldn't fly down time can come. It's going to be bigger, more beautiful, and we're just going to talk. But let me take the questions for now, if you will. Where should I look? Okay, tell. How would you know the ones to pick? Give me it. Before you go and ask me something that I would say, Faith, you're asking me that. Okay. I, I trust your reading. I'll just walk with it because I want to hear our sound. Still, let's go. This is a relationships question. Thank you. How can you motivate family and friends to walk the same path or goal as you? Um, I, I would encourage you not to try to motivate family and friends because it's going to delay your journey. Um, I would just say walk your path. Once it starts producing results, people will follow. If you want to wait to motivate people, remember that you yourself still need motivation. Life is tough, normal. Like, don't just believe people who say, um, as a Christian, life is tough. Life is just tough. It's just life. Business is hard, very hard. Leading people is hard. So you will need motivation daily. Your ability to continue to move will motivate others. So you must be willing to walk the path alone for as long as it takes. Especially if you're dealing with people from your own biological family, it's going to even be longer. Walk the road. Do the walk. Don't motivate anybody yet. Your story... And your journey, your progression will motivate them. I think that's how to do that. Thank you. How do I evolve and remain relevant in today's society? Join one of the families. Because to evolve, demand must be placed on you. 
Otherwise, especially those of us growing up in the West, it's like life is given to you on a platter of gold, not knowing that what looks like prosperity is actual poverty. You will not know because there is electricity, constant power supply. There is the comfort of the Western life, which is fine, which every nation should actually have. But then you will not know you're not progressing unless you're in a team. You're within a team of people who make you feel like you're not doing well. And so the most dangerous person is a person who by themselves just on an island and every other person around them, they are the leader of every other person and nobody is doing better than them. That's dangerous. So how do I evolve? Make sure you join one of the families so that there's demand on you constantly so that even though they praise you, people must appreciate how far you've come, no matter how big or small it looks to them or not. But then after the praises, you're seeing someone that is doing better than you and you're motivated to do that. Because if you're not motivated by the group, you, by the company you keep, you'll be motivated by envy or jealousy. And anyone who has envy and jealousy in them, they are only going one way, which is down the pit hole. It's just as simple as that. Thank you. Community question. Thank you. Why is unity so important? You can't... Look, we, we've got... And I don't want to mention races, but we've got races in this country, and we were just joking with this yesterday, that um, there's a lot of church conference program going on in London right now, filled with black people, you can actually go into a place that there are 10,000 people there, you'll not see two white people. You'll not even see three Africans, you'll just see, depending on what country is running the gig at the time. Um, whilst those who are older and some young people are in church praying to a God that won't answer anything, their own version of God, um, their kids are also in concerts around the world. Whilst we're doing that, the other communities, you may want to say Indians or Pakistanis, they're just selling their business. They're just doing businesses. They're just walking the path whilst we are either entertaining ourselves or exciting ourselves. They are just walking. So communities set the tone of people's daily life. As in, most of you who are part of the family here right now, you can tell what you're going to be doing on Monday because there's a demand on you. But where there is no community, everybody is free. And the Bible also says where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. Like, there's no restraint because there's no vision. There's no need for it. But those of you who are in connect, by tomorrow you know what you've got to do. This is the importance of community. It sets the tone of your day and thereby set the tone of your busyness or non-busyness. It sets the tone of your hour and then your, your, your week and then your whole life, your entire life is set by community, what you're going to be. So in some communities, they are doing so well that you cannot be the opposite of it. But you see, if you want to say the church community that we grew up in, you just, you, the pastor can just call for seven days program, revival, for no reason. 
and you wonder exactly to gain what? Why are you saying the same thing to your God every day? What's up with this guy? Why? What rich man do you have to talk to 17 times every minute before they do what they want to do, especially what they promised you? Who operates like this? So, community will shield us from the vanity of excitement and the nothingness of religion. It sets the tone of how we live our daily lives. And that's the only thing that guarantees success. The same way if it is a failed community, it will also set the tone of that. Thank you. And what will the black community in London look like in 20 years? I mean, I don't know. For the black, I don't know for the black community. <laughs> I can have my wishes. But if wishes were horses. But I know what this community, the nation family community will look like in the next 20 years. That one I can guarantee. And, so, and that's not black or white. That's just kingdom community. It's going to own banks that help the community. It's going to be... It's going to be the largest and the richest family on earth. It's going to be one of the highest employers of labor on the face of this earth. That's what the nation fam the Spark Nation family is going to be. That's what we will be. And again, that's not black community or white community. That's just the kingdom community. Is then going to help the community, including helping the church community. We will be in a position to help them by answering all the prayers that they are praying now. That's what it's going to look like in 20 years' time. Lifestyle question. Sir, we all know you don't care about cars, but... Who what... told you I don't? <laughs> Tell me, I'm just joking. But what is one car you would drive forever? <laughs> there's no one car we drive forever to be honest I mean for fun I can say something but to be honest I don't want to drive one car for three months um, you don't want my situation to be the 505 that I showed you um, last Sunday huh? so I don't, I don't think I think that deeply about cars or houses, I'm extremely mobile. Very, very mobile. I'm nomadic. Thank you. What would you do if you had to start again from square one? Uh, good question, but um, I think I start again from square one every time. <laughs> you start from square one almost every week, almost every day. Um, because imagine our style of church as is evolving, or just it evolved from church to movement to family, is starting from square one. If we stay the, the, the path of just um, preaching and promising people things that will never happen, and giving them hope that will never happen, which is their drugs, and people like that. If we state that path, we're probably talking stadiums and stuff today. We have to start from the scratch because this work itself is scratch. It's never been done before. There's never been a, 
in quotes, uh, a, a church church evolution like we have experienced like this before so what would i do if i have to start from the scratch i'll do the same thing over and over again get the right people the right relationship and just keep speaking close your eyes to every other person's thing just focus on your thing take the most risk you can take um, never trying to impress anybody just knowing that even if anyone misunderstands our intention now, they'll get it later because if their heart is right, we're just going to be blessed together. So that means in the days of going to Paul's, uh, Paul's ill in Binta's living room with a pew and all the guys to preach, I'm still the same. I'm just thinking whatever happens, the principle of one, if two of you shall agree, once you agree on it and you focus on the vision, you'll just recreate things again. Very simple. Thank you. How do you handle life when you feel like everything is crashing at the same time? Powerful question. And I think that, you see, when, when life is happening, and let's use the word crashing, because it's actually not crashing. It looks like it is. And I think I was saying this to one of your sisters the other day. When... I'm 42 now, I think, I hope. You never trust Nigeria when they say you were born in 1980. You cannot be sure. You just have to think, hmm, Nigeria, you can be born in 1978. And they say, hmm, 1980 is the time they issued the certificate. Or, that, or, or 1980 is when God told me you were born. You know, in Africa, I'll, I'll tell you this for free. In Africa, you see God. You see why we laugh at their God. You see their God can talk to five people to be president at the same time. And they compete against each other. So God, their God told this guy, you're going to be president next year. Told the same guy, like five of them. So you're thinking, okay, who is talking to who? You guys are hearing things. So really, let's say I'm 42, for example, um, you look back at things that you call problems when you were 25 and it's a joke even forget 10 years difference some just three years ago you thought this was a big problem and that's why i said you can never see life as crashing it's not crashing you're understanding better approach to things and if you can be calm enough in the middle of in court crash, you can take control of your mind because you'll never crash outside if you don't crash inside. You'll never. And so, in the middle of all manner of crisis, which either people know or not, because some people think our life is just Instagram. Whatever you post, that means you're good. No. Um, life happens to all of us. First, that crashing, seeming crashing, is not peculiar to you. That's number one. It's not peculiar to you. It is always going to be a matter of perspective. How you see things and how calm you are on the inside of you. And always believe this. You can think things true. You see, when we are growing up, we end service with, and I think I've said this to you before, let us pray. Now, grown up was saying, in the middle of matters, either good or bad, we close with let us think. 
And I saw that in their Bible too. Thinking is important. Once you panic, once life happens to you, one of the things it does is it makes you feel little about yourself and incapable. Like something is wrong with you. But it's not true. It's really not true. Something, nothing is wrong with you. Everything is wrong with you. It is just how you then decide to interpret it. So for me, I'll go on the inside and know that there is a solution to every matter. It may take time, but I'll get through it. I'll get through difficult times because I'm calm enough in the middle of all the crises which we face daily. Every single day. Either someone has done something or even you have done something. Whatever the case may be. So when everything looks crashing, calm, don't panic. You're still not going to get a solution in panic. Calm. Then you look for the right people to go talk to. People talk to wrong people a lot. And once you open your mouth and talk to the wrong person, they're just going to take you on a journey. That journey may be self-satisfactory for a minute. They are telling you what you want to hear, but they have no solution in their hands. And what they would do next is to just gossip it. That's, that's the end of it. Then the problem increases. Whereas what some of us should do is to come enough and think through who do I talk to. Once you choose the right person to speak to, you begin to prefer solution for each other's crisis and you realize that every time you grow, bigger crisis will come up is a test of if you've grown or not people do high cue tests but i strongly recommend rq that's relationship curtain how good are you in building and discerning relationship iq is awesome but relationship q is better i think thank you How do I trust the process of change from my old lifestyle and know that I can survive while handling bills, children, etc.? Well, I'm trying to understand that question. Old lifestyle, handling bills. We all handle bills. Um, and I'm not sure bills is subject to new lifestyle. I'm not sure. They, bills don't care. If you're in Christ, that's the problem with bills. So, so you know, right now they say, if any man be in Christ is a new creature, I'm thinking, okay, but does that, will, that, will that help with my bill? Because I need my bills to know I am no longer the one who holds that money. That's no longer my bill because I'm a new creature. So it should change now. So I'm just trying to understand that question from old lifestyle to, but, but let's just say generally, Handling the matters of life and the difficulties of life, superior to any bill, superior to any challenge in life is vision. It's vision. As in, we may cry, we may be afraid, but if you can wake up to pursue the vision you've had. So if I'm coming from a whole lifestyle, what makes my lifestyle different now is not that I don't smoke or drink. No, it is the fact that I've received a vision that has more purpose to it. Otherwise, the fact that a person don't drink alcohol does not mean they had anything valuable to life. It simply does not mean. In fact, as a matter of fact, anyway, let me leave that for now. 
you follow your vision. And what happens with that is that things will begin to conform based on your vision. Life will begin to line up following the vision you have rather than the difficulties and the challenges you have. I think that's how to progress with the issues and the difficulties of life. I'll take two more, then we close. How do I balance my work life but still build a career path that I'm in? You'll need family, family support system. And, and on most occasions, I'm not talking about your biological family. On some occasions, it could be. To balance that out is be in the midst of target-driven people, people with vision, people who can take equal level of calculated risk, and people you see that even if a business does not work, they will work. You know, there are, it is not businesses that work, it is humans. So it's about progressively following and associating with people. Businesses fail. Most of the businesses that thrived in the world, they failed many times. Because, and the reason why they eventually succeeded is the person, the person that is the harrowhead leader of that business, of that endeavor. Follow people like that within the family, regulated risk, regulated thought that you would overcome. Final question. Okay. I'm 16 and my friends are going down the wrong path of life. I am scared that more will pass away. What advice would you give me? Just make sure you don't pass away. Um, of course, you have programs like these. Try your best to invite them if they can. If they cannot, walk the path. I think to change lives to change people's lives. If you ask me for what I've learned in 18 years, and I'll round up with this, I think the biggest lesson I've learned in changing lives is, regardless of what happens around, stay committed and consistent to what you started out doing. Just stay with it. And so, if... Um, a PO, uh, let me just even leave a, 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 a hobby. Toby Jr. has followers in the COD family. If you're one of the followers, just you started it, see through. Don't let us complicate success. It is just someone staying at something rain or sunshine, keeping a path, maintaining the same message, not digressing. Of course, evolving and growing, but not digressing from what you started and your style, your difference. Keep to it. So, again, you will, that's a long answer to that question. But as a 16-year-old, remember this, that what happens to us mostly in life is we will never be consistent. So, the ones who succeed are the people who just commit to something day one and they just stay with it. I think if there's a the big lesson I've learned in 18 years, it's not the skill or the giving. They are all good stuff. But most importantly, most importantly is that we're just doing the same thing. And if you ask us what's the same thing we're doing, we're just experts in raising people. That's what I do. And that's just... So I won't be bored because I'll do that again and again and again and again. 
uh, the blessing of that is I'm not afraid of people because I'm just thinking, I'll raise another you. It may take me time, a year, two years, three years, ten years. I'll just keep doing that. And when you're raising people, raising people is not subject to public opinion. Like magazine cannot help you raise people. Public image opinion cannot help you raise people. It can help you fleece people. You fleece people because they think you're what you're not. But really raising people, it is not subject to public image, public opinion. It's not like, well, if they think great and good about you, then the right person to raise will come, then some will come. It's not possible. Anyone already coming on your popularity to raise them is already difficult. The, the real work of raising people, the people you can raise have to come on certain conviction. They actually just believe in you. Otherwise, you can't raise them. So, you can have followers, you can have people you, that gives you thumbs up and stuff like that. But to really raise people, their conviction and trust must be 100%. And that's why most times it's difficult to raise those who are of certain age. It's not going to work because there's, there's going to be a clash with their own ideology and what you're teaching. They like you, but they can't trust you. And so, to filter through the situations of life, to filter through what is real followership, someone says, I see you raise leaders, please raise me from DM. You're going to have to come, you're going to have to find your way. Because raising people is not public opinion, it's not also based on popularity, it's based on intimate, personal relationship. And that's built over time. Again, that's why most of you are here because you have relationship with someone that has relationship with the family and then has relationship with a PT. Now keep building on that because it will only end up in prosperity. Thank you all. I thank you. Don't stop clapping if you've been blessed by those words. Wole Arole, I see you. And Bishop, I see you. And all the family heads. This was not supposed to be a church service or anything like that. It's just supposed to be night, evening with PT where we just connect and talk. And that's why I don't want to preach. We don't want to. We've worshipped already. We, we gather. You know. You know. I belong to Christ. And I make bold to say that. Uh, but, but that's the foundation here. But wisdom is profitable in all things to direct us. So I thought it's important for me to come and just answer questions tonight. And I, I think if you've, if you've learned something, you should put your hands together as I do. Yeah. Talking about raising people, it's been years and years of working one-on-one -on -one with people. I'm not a public image guy. You cannot be a public image guy and be a guy that is free to be you. I'm free to be me so I have to choose one. You can't have both really. To be me therefore means that I can actually do the hard work of raising people. It's the most, it's the hardest because every bullet coming their way you must have enough chest to receive it. So talking about that, we have structures in this house, we have structure in the family, and so we have what we call second generation, and I want to introduce their full leadership. You can send me the full list, though. <laughs> I'm going to introduce the full leadership to you today. I'm going to call them out. 
um, Pastor Faith, you'll just help me call names um, as you receive it. What does second gen mean? It means a certain age bracket. I've told you, these are mobilization teams. These are people who just mobilize to get themselves fired up towards success. That's, that's what it is. So it's not a team of perfect people. It's just a team of willing people. And if you follow the Bible, you would see that it did not say if you are perfect and willing. It said if you are willing and obedient. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So if we're going to actually have results, no matter where you are in your life today, I'm just preferring one solution. Get hooked to one of the families. Walk there. Follow it. See through. Um, they all speak to a PT. PT speaks to them. And our, our goal is to make sure that we build a large family community that is prosperous. This campaign is just to emphasize what the family is to you. It's to emphasize that you can all walk together. You can take risks together. You're safe. You're in a safe zone. You can make money together, which is a difficult thing to say in church, isn't it? Because people will hurt each other. But as long as you're seeing them here, there's no hurt. We're going to still progress. We will lose together in order to win together. Is that okay? Second gen, please, as your name is come forward. God bless you. From the Pulse family, help me welcome Pastor Stephen. From the Connect family, help me welcome Pastor Kwame. From the Power Base family, help me welcome Pastor Victoria. From the Wealth family, help me welcome Pastor Enrique. From the Elite family, help me welcome Pastor Genevieve. And our new leaders, please help me welcome from the Wealth family, Pastor Elohim Paul. From the Pulse family, help me welcome Pastor Alex. It is special to me that on the first occasion of Night to Pity, I present to you the second generation leadership. They have a one year tenor. So if you feel like you are in their age group, age category, which is about how old to how old? 21? You're 21 now, Alex, no? Yeah? 25? And you're not yet 50? 25. That means you've got a connect here. Um, of course, I would have advocated for more gender equality, but um, it's all good because there's no gender in the Lord, right? 
So the overall leader, Pastor Park, assisted, of course, by Pastor Elohim Paul. And of course, this is the executive team for the next generation, the second generation leader. They do have the responsibility to be responsible. I didn't say perfect, but to live uh, responsibly before all of us because what we're doing is role modeling ourselves, uh, making sure that we're able to help our community. And that does not start with money. It starts with good character, focus, vision. That's how we start. So please, one more time, please congratulate them. The leadership, thank you. Thank you. Don't stop clapping, please, if you may. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What we're forming this is just called PT leaders. We're trying to redrive the wheel of this thing. We're going to have PT leaders. So again, the first set of them, God bless you. You may step down. I was going through a list this morning of, um, if you will please give me that paper. We've already started closing. I was going through a list this morning, I think about two years ago or three, we did something with students and that's in this country. Um, we started giving out grants and laptops and it would, you will be so inspired to know some of these guys, the background they are coming from. Sephora's team actually went, this was in 20, 2020, they went to deliver laptop to these guys, their school grants and whatever we all have gathered, the little we have or the much we have to give them. And you'll be amazed, the universities these guys have now graduated from, the list is endless here. I've actually forgotten that we did that. But I'm looking at people with first class graduate from Cambridge University, chemical engineering. Another one, first class graduate, Imperial College, studied engineering, first class. Another one, Cambridge University, studying land economy. I've never heard of that course before in my life. In Nigeria, you hear about land grabbing. Well, this is called land economy. Um, another one graduated from Warwick University, studying criminology. Um, another one from Warwick University, psychology, first class student, uh, medicine, and so on and so forth. I'm just letting you know that you as PT supporters, this is what you're doing. This is, this is the testimony. And we can't begin to count it all over the world, but for today we decided to pick the educational one. Um, the new church will end up with testimonies like this. Um, chemical engineers are needed. Medical graduates are needed so that our parents will not embarrass us going to crusade to testify about how their hair um, pain got healed. You will not embarrass your children like that as well. So uh, another one, okay, I thought you said Phoebe's did this. Her name is actually Phoebe's. <laughs> First class, graduated from UCL, studying medicine. Um, so many um, 
very important courses, life-changing courses, and I do hope these guys can connect with um, Pastor Hema so that you take it from here. It was laptops you gave them. It was vouchers. It was things that can help them study better. And when we were doing these things, it might look like we just want to post it online. We were not interested in posting it online. We wanted people from our kind of background to benefit from the riches of God. The riches of God is not money. It's sacrifice. It's the fact that you believe in a pity so much that you can give almost all you have and you trust that it would deploy it for the betterment of our community. That's what we stand for. So any news outlet, any media that is talking about what they say we do wrong without mentioning this thing or mentioning these things, you can only know that they work against our community because I've never seen BBC. They take money from your parent. But have you seen BBC do philanthropy work before? Like BBC just gave food to a community, sponsored people to school. They don't do it. Have you ever seen Forbes? Forbes just wake up one day and say, we want to bless the world. No, Forbes create a rich list that you can't verify. So we're not saying don't talk about our fault. We're saying talk about these ones too because there are lives right in front of you. There were people, thank you guys. I thought you would be participating with me in this one though. So why do we have a nation family? to do things like this. This is the work of God. Do you want us to start talking about hospital bills? Um, how much we reduce crime? Do you want us to talk about how much prosperity we've created within our community? How can we, without help, be perfect, without fault, all of a sudden? So, you see, as for news, news just wants to sell head headlines. And when they are foreign news, it is not today that they've been selling black people. It, it's what they sell. It's still their commodity in another shape. But you see, our own job is to make sure that we keep focus. Those of us who are young, from 16 all the way to 60, from the pillars all the way to legacy builders, we all have one legacy to build. It's the legacy of sacrifice. You believe in a pity, that's why you are here, and this is what a pity does. Please put those hands together. Thank you. This is our own testimonies to the nations. This is what we call healing. This is what we call deliverance. For there is no bigger deliverance from deliverance from poverty mindset and poverty itself. There is no bigger deliverance than deliverance from illiteracy. When our, when our generation, young generation is educated, we can take the world. That's the real deliverance. Deliverance and miracles is not receiving government grant. It's receiving fellow people your people helping you, aiding you to equip yourself to contribute to human development. That is real miracle. That is real deliverance. On that note, I want to thank all the houses, all the families from Love House to, to Connect House to Banking House to... Well, you guys are not with me. 
power base house to house of bundles to inspire house to boom house to elite house to the house of medics all the houses those are my support base houses uh, we supported you so that you can support all these guys I was asked to I, I'm not sure I've still got the name of the person here though thank you okay so finally this is our um, sharing the grace guys so that we can all go um, so the, the, the team put out uh, as we normally do asking people how can we help so there's a young man here who just won a grant his name is JD he's 19 years old where's JD just stand up you don't need to come forward JD I've just seen your brand and now you have the family support 19 year old JD and on that note that's my own offering I'll bring living stone uh, once you're setting up there I'm ready to close this thank you very much have you been blessed today have you enjoyed today thank you JD um, Sephora Seph will reach out to you and we're just going to support your brand we're going to start with whatever we start with it's going to be a beautiful day guys I'm not running anywhere I'm here with you I'm going to be at the drinks reception please please continue to post these stories I've got the names of all those students who graduated I have no further definition of miracles than humans, people like you and I, coming together to lift our community up, to make sure that people's lives are better. This work is not age discriminatory. You, it may take you time to find your feet and what your exact work with PT and with the nation family is, but be patient, find it. Either you are 80 or eight, take time to find it out. And Together, we're going to build a better community. Let me hear what you're trying to play. Again, we're going to get into the full purpose of tonight, which is I'll meet with you. I can take pictures. Of course, because of others, I can only talk to each person for about 20, 30 seconds. We'll take pictures. I'm here. Pastor Sam, do you want to close this? And all the leaders, can you please come on stage? No, we're all leaders. That will be everybody coming on stage. Maybe family heads and industry head, please come on stage as we close and as we connect. Mommy Bishop, I see you. Reverend D, it's good to have you back from Nigeria. We miss you. God bless you. And Nathan, it's good to have you back in the world from France. These are all leaders in one way or the other. Thank you. Please, guys, you can put your hands together. I'm just waiting for you to give me the turn of what you're trying to do. Livingstone is so amazing, are they not? Nathan, come on stage, man. Quickly. So as Livingstone rounds up this session tonight, I'm going to be inviting you soon. I think in a month, in two months, it's going to be bigger, more powerful, better. So get the list of your five people ready. Can I thank all the businesses that have sponsored today? I don't have their names here, but I know Capital Sports. Huh? Residian Property, that's Kidder. I thought I would see their stuff on display, but I'm not, thank you. Um, share styles. So we have these three sponsors. 
Now, if you're going to be the sponsor for the next afternoon with PT or night with PT, make sure Pastor Sam knows from now. We're going to give you about two months to get ready. It's been fun. I love you guys. And I'm still here with you. God bless you. Have a prosperous, lovely July. May all your good wishes come to pass in July. May good things happen to you in July. I'm here to connect with you. God bless you all. Can I hear a shout in this house? Come on now, can I hear a better shout in this house, all over this house? God bless you. I love you all. Thank you, living so quiet.